This episode of Size Matters is brought to you by Mycroft. Do you have a problem with borophiles infesting your deli? Do your friends routinely disregard your warnings not to go swimming in your cereal? Have you accidentally swallowed a loved one while snacking in bed? Well, no more. Zakuratech is proud to present Mycroft. Keep those little buggers away from your foodstuffs with a quick spray of our patented micro-repellent, guaranteed to keep persons six feet and under out of your meals. No unpleasant aftertaste like competing brands with no waxy buildup in your jaw after swallowing. Microf, keep your foods clean and pure. Until your next rampage, of course. Securitech is not responsible for harm or accidental damages resulting from the use of Microf, including but not limited to microstarvation, shrinking or growth, fur loss, or fur gain. Use of Microf directly on micros may result in resistance and tolerance. Please use Microf responsibly. This week on Size Matters, Star Yaqua joins us as we try to discover just what makes someone a fan of things big and small. We also discuss character traits and species you don't see that often as a giant or tiny. Make sure you have enough free disk space for a couple of macros, because it's time to talk about Size Matters. Welcome to Size Matters Episode 3. It is Monday, July 29th, and we are here again. You can't stop the Size Matters podcast. Not bad Skype connections, not uh, rain or schedule conflicts or anything like that. We're going to be here and talking to you about big and small things no matter what. Uh, my name is Kwandu Bashir. I'm your host, and as always, I'm joined by Kenzen Shimobi. Hi, guys. And this week we have a special guest, Starry Aqua. Hey, Starry. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey, Quandry. Hey. How are you doing? Hey, Ken. Make a glumps. Make a glumps, make a hugs, and goals. Um, you're so nice. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yay. Love stomps. Yay. Me too. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So, Starry, uh, you yourself, I just want to talk a little bit about, about you since, since uh, some people might not know you. Uh, you know, last <gasps> week we had... Uh, Sylvan, who has 20 years of experience within the macro micro community. Uh, oh my god! So we're kind of we're kind of getting an of alternative point of view here with you because because you're a relatively newcomer, <laughs> correct? Yeah, I got a lot to Yay. live for. <laughs> I got I got a lot to do in my life. How yeah. long uh, How yeah, long I'm have you been uh, been involved or, or or been observing? I guess uh, furry stuff or, or macro micro stuff specifically. I guess. Well, I want to say, if I recall correctly, I didn't know about furry in general until like 2006. And then basically it was just something I kind of glanced over because I I thought that was just like something cute, but something that really really wasn't meant for me. I just thought it was like another fandom, another lifestyle that didn't totally fit my area. (laughs) I know. I (laughs) mean, but then, but then a year later, I discovered uh, Fur Affinity because basically I don't know what really brought me back to this kind of like fascination, but when I discovered that site and like I found so much artwork that I really enjoyed and then basically what resulted in me discovering giant furs and at first I was like thinking, <laughs> you know what, that, that's that's kind of okay. I mean, probably not right for me because I was back then sort of still into like giant beings 
whatnot, but, you know, something probably relating more to just completely 100% human. But it wasn't until I started, you know, browsing more and more and more into that site where I discovered, you know what? Something pause we'll we'll get to we'll get to that cancer man we'll get to that yeah 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 yeah. but what started from me just thinking something was all right was i pretty much upgraded to you know what that's pretty cool to that's pretty awesome to like holy crap i I totally regret not being a furry sooner oh my god and not just based on the artwork but like so many people Mm -hmm. they're just so awesome in this fandom because basically i'm a really outgoing friendly funny kind of guy well i like to treat myself as one at least and you when are. i discovered oh thanks Kenson hugs hey, basically hug. when i found out there's something they're all like completely similar to me i just figured you know what i'll just let me at least try out the fandom i've mm-hmm. been a part of the transformers fandom for a little bit other fandoms i didn't really last long and so basically since mid 2006 i've been in the furry fandom ever since and i think i'm probably here for the long run well, so Yay! that actually Welcome makes me here's your shrink ray that makes me feel a little <laughs> awkward i guess just because i didn't realize you'd been around uh as uh, at least a fan for that long I, I look at your fa page you know you've you've been around since 2000 or you've been uh, having accounts since 2007 that's actually i've had it well, well okay let let me just state this okay I discovered and was a part of it. I want. I'm putting part. By a part, are you right saying here. lurker? Uh, maybe something a little more friendlyish. <laughs> Friendly <laughs> lurker, sure. A, 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 okay, yeah, let's just lurker. Me a lurker. I want to say that it wasn't until mid last year where I started becoming more public. Gotcha. Um, I was just basically for those all those years. I was just posting comments saying, you know, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool, and that's like. Oh my, I could say a lot more, but then because all these people were like totally nice to me, I figured after all these years, I might as well try to get to know these people. And Mm -hmm. I figured I might as well try to attend these cons. I might as well see if they live close by, if I could just visit them. So basically that's what I've been trying to do. Just be a more public person. And Mm -hmm. just uh, beginning uh, at the beginning of June, I attended Califer, which was my first con. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. I Yay! almost cried that I didn't do this stuff sooner. I've been apart so long, but yeah, and and that's one of those things that really I think helps you really become a more complete uh, fur, for 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 lack of a better term, is when you you know step out of the of the shadows and and, and even if you are kind of doing comments and stuff, actually go in, into places like cons or 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 at the very least uh, you know interacting with with other other. Uh, and contributing in whatever way you can. I mean, one of yes. one of the reasons that we started this this podcast, at least that I that I felt like we should start it, is because I want to encourage people to realize that their interest in things big and small, in macro, micro, and, and all of the associated yes. uh, parts are not weird. They're not something to be ashamed of. You know, well, yes, and definitely, it's a right. Big that's step they, and we're all yeah. About that's big how it that. That's exactly how it started for me. It's like I really didn't want to say anything or do anything at first until I just uh, started to get the fandom, understand the fandom more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I know that there's probably like that, that. That first uh, breakout is always like it's like the it, hardest step. It to is take. a huge step, but it's Holy worth it. Crap. Not only because it's huge, but also because it's amazing. Because that's it's similar to what happened to me, but in the sense of like everything happened so fast, I didn't have time to blink, and I was already. So comfortable. I couldn't stand it. It was amazing. Well, yeah, you kind of broke out so, of your shell within like the course of what a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it took me years. It was, but 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 that's cat. I love, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> you would think uh, so. I'm really glad to to hear a story that that you know you you went through that experience and that you uh, are now uh, you know part you know a more full part of of, of the fandom and, and you know feel more satisfied in that. Uh, yes. You you Yay. are a uh, you're, you consider yourself a a writer as well, correct? I would like to. Uh, I basically, well, because, well, I am a huge fan of (laughs) stories. I I read all the time. And basically when I was in college, I, I did drama, but then I kind of switched over to English because my love for like writing. And I was even thinking about doing some screenwriting to correspond with, uh, drama with acting. It didn't really take anywhere, but the English kind of stuck. And then I figured might as well, you know, try out some furry stuff and then, I was like, okay, I got some macro furry stuff now, and I was like, that's all right. Again, that's the first step. Of, Let's see if I can go to totally awesome. That a lot works. of fun to write that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah first it's good. English. What is this English you speak of? Ra ra stomp. Ra ra. Ask Rogue. And and uh, I guess so. You know, if people are interested, they can see your writing on your uh, fur affinity page as well as your so furry page. Correct. Correct. Uh, uh, same as my name, Starry Aqua. S T A R R Y A Q U A. Right. Uh, capital A for Aqua, but I don't think that I don't matters think it either. No, they'll, they'll find it. I'll link it to it in, in the show notes, of course, as well. I'm thinking maybe I should do a weasel too, because <laughs> that's where everybody's going now. I'm just curious, real fast, because I, I I've actually been a little curious, because well, I'm a kitty, and that's kind of my nature. But oh. why pick the name Starry Aqua? Just curious if you could briefly say why. I've had that name since I was like ten years old. So really? it predates your yeah, furry interest. Oh, no, it had, it, had, it had nothing to do with uh, with uh, furry. It actually had to do with video games. I was just trying to come up with a clever name to represent myself as, <laughs> and for, I don't know what made me think of a pond and then like a, a starry night because that's literally mm-hmm. what I was thinking, and it was like the. Comp- the most random thing I could think of because I was at home. I wasn't even outside. <laughs> Little did you know that one Little day, know. one day, one day that would eventually lead to all the stumps. Uh, I think, well, I think it's uh, stuck quite well. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to go by because I am actually, uh, even though I portray myself as a, um, uh, a micro in the furry fandom, I'm, I'm actually pretty tall in real life. I used uh-huh. to go by, uh, yeah, I used to go by, uh, <laughs> Tyrar was actually, uh, he brought that up, uh, sorry, just random, in Twitter. He was like, was it Tyrar or was it Noms that said, I love it how all the micros in real life are, like, huge and all the macros in real life are, like, I, was, I know! It's, it's me! Uh, I'm, like, I'm five foot seven in real <laughs> well, life. Well, this kind of actually like, leads to <laughs> one of the top topics we were going to talk about today. Um, like, it's oh interesting how that came up, just out of, out of blue. Actually, no, we didn't even plan that transition. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's something yeah. that we're going to talk well. about with the, you know, what really makes someone <laughs> macro-prone or, or, or micro-prone and interested in that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, that's something that we can talk about in just a few minutes. I do want to go ahead, uh, though, and, you know, uh, talk a little bit about Kent to just catch up with you. I I hear you had a a kind of a a scary experience today, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, So, I'm strolling along, you know, dusting my claws against the top of the trees, and I'm going across this intersection and looking down and seeing, oh, look, there's a car that's not stopping, and it runs right into me. 
only that's what I wish was happening. Turns out I was five foot seven riding my bike up the hill on my way to work and get T-boned by a car at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my God. I heard so yeah, I'm a little bit sore. Well, I hug you, you know. so much, but not too much. To, Aww, but too you know, it's okay. Like so. I give all the snuggles back. I'm just a little sore. Um, I, however, I am very much like always praising God, but still always and forever because I could have easily died. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it could have been a lot worse. So I'm definitely thankful that nothing happened more serious. And also in my mind, because my friend Hab texted me like about an hour ago. He was like, you know, I was wanting to throw this on Facebook and be like, you know, throw a little bit of humor into it. But I didn't want anyone to take offense. So I'm just going to text it to you. And everyone knows that laughs are the best medicine. He said, so without further ado, here's the question. Uh, if you were macro when that happened, what the heck does the car look like? <laughs> I was like, just pancaked uh, against your ankle. Junkyard. You can just go see it at the junkyard. The people are all right because I saved them, but you know, cars not so much. And my bike, of course. I, I sat on I sat on my bike. Like it's completely flat. Your so your I can't. I don't have a bike now. Your bike is is so. out of commission now. Yeah, it's out of commission. Oh, well. I know that's what you use that a lot to get around. So man, that's that's got to be tough. Uh, oh, besides my claws, but yeah, I, I am glad you're you're safe, and I'm I'm really impressed that not only did you get up from that and go to work, which I yeah. think I probably would. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's even if I felt okay, I would have just turned back home and said, "Hey, I got hit yeah, by a car. Well, I'm going. I'm I'm not well, going to be in into work today." That's not. Yeah, not well, either. I was already kind of late. Like I was already pushing it, so I was. That's the reason why I went to go actually run the light because. It was my fault. I did try to run the light. And it's at an intersection that's normally not populated. So there's not normally cars coming through the cross traffic. So I was like, oh, light's about to change. Everything looks fine and clear. I'm going to gun it. And then I do. And then bam. Um, so, but I got up off the ground. The people driving the car were like, are you okay? Are you all right? Speak to me. And I was like, I'm okay. I promise. And then, so they drove off after like, you know, a minute or so. And then. Well, no, I, I told them they could go. They were, they were like, are you sure are you okay? They, like, checked 5,000 times. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine. I promise. I promise. And then um, so there was a neighbor who was mowing his lawn, and he, was, he saw the whole thing. So he's like, good gosh. And, uh, you know, he was like, do you need a ride to work? Like, you know, you say you're late. And I'm like, sure. So I hop in his pickup truck, put my bike in the back. And as I'm riding on the way to work, I'm like, man, I wish someone would have recorded that. I would have loved to have seen that. Because I know I'm okay, so you know it was a happy ending. But seeing it would have been amazing. Because uh, you know, uh, it would have been fun. <laughs> Yay! And plus, like, it would be fun to see the uh, like the entire intersection just go smoosh. And at the very least, yeah. now you've got an idea for a for a commission, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm glad. Yes, you're absolutely. Right. And I'm thankful that you're. Uh, I'm thankful to you that you, you decided to to show up uh -huh. here. I know that you know under the circumstances, I wouldn't have blamed you if you had. Uh, decided to to postpone this recording. Yeah, well, there's no way I'm going to miss size matters because even though a cheetah might hurt his paw or other things, it's, you know, I sacrifice my body for the good of the podcast. So let's do it all the time. The only way I wouldn't do it, and I would still try to do it, is like I'm on a hospital bed in the ER. Like, give me my microphone. <laughs> I'm going to do this show. I don't know if they'll have the internet speeds necessary at the hospital. I mean, I guess maybe some hospitals might, but. <laughs> yes. You don't like, ignore about the macro cheetah no, like we that. You give them the end. Stomp, 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 rawr, chirp, throws out a hospital. Hold on much longer, I will never let go. I know it's one way to let down.
since you're okay, and, and you know, everyone send all the greeting cards and uh, uh, you know, flowers towards towards him. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, since you're okay, uh, let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about what our first topic is, and that is the what really makes a macro micro tick, what turns someone into uh, you know being being ticks? inclined towards towards that kind of thing. Ticks. I don't have ticks, I promise. You, if you had ticks, they'd be the size of like <laughs> like Buicks. It's uh, size of cars. I'd still be running away. Yeah. So so that's something that you mentioned. Uh, I think I guess it was Nam's. Uh, <laughs> That had mentioned earlier, maybe Tyra, whoever, whoever, someone Tyra, on Twitter. Um, whoever you are, I love you. They, they mentioned that they notice a tendency <laughs> that people who are into, mm-hmm. who consider themselves macro or portray themselves as as larger, tend to be mm-hmm. smaller, and people who yep. are, uh, you know, portray themselves mm-hmm. as as micros tend to be tall. I know that uh, Fuzzy Paul, who is, you know, yeah, he's like, like four, he six, is five or something like that. Like, it's five. It's awesome. I, I, I still want to meet him so bad. I know <laughs> how freaking tall he is. And, and how tall did you say you were, Starry? Six five. Wow, oh. you're, you're six five? Yay. Yeah. I'm five foot seven. I'm a short So I'm mean. actually one of the ones, I guess, who, who breaks the trend because I'm six four as well. Uh, and, and uh, you know, cause it, well, that may be one of those things where I started as, you know, not a macro. I didn't necessarily start as a micro, but I started as somebody who was like a regular sized macro fan. But then I just kind of ended up warming up. But then I pounced. What was that? But then I pounced. Yes, you bounced me. Well, it took a couple of years, <laughs> you know. Quandu didn't didn't come yes. come till this year. Uh, but but yeah, it was something to where I still do like the idea of people being bigger than me. Uh, and I think that's one of those things that even as a macro, it's it, it, that that has to play a part of it. Is is the fact that I am a you know tall uh, individual. Like looking down on people. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, maybe the whole Napoleon complex. You know, for people that are, uh, oh gosh, yes. that are that are wanting Actually, to be I think more that powerful. Might too. be a a very uh, true statement to say that the Napoleon complex might be why all macros who are tiny prefer to. Yeah, I don't know. And vice versa. I kind of have it, but I'm not just macro. I'm macro and micro. Because like, what it is for me is um. I actually, this might surprise you. I actually looking, I actually like looking up at paws more than actually stomping. No but one would be able to tell I, by, but, by but, all but, the, but, the but, artwork but, you but draw. The reason why <laughs> is because whenever I get art like of me and I'm big, I like looking up at my own paws and like other people's paws. So when it comes to like a viewing perspective, I really love being micro. When it comes to like a actual role playing perspective, I am very much macro. So I do both though because. I don't have a size limit, so I can go, you know, I could grow outside the universe, but I never really do. I never really do it ever, like, maybe once or twice because that breaks things. Physics doesn't like it. And That's then the I third time go... you said that phrase. Every every episode you <laughs> said that. Yep, it's going to have to be Which one? The physics doesn't so, like furries. By the way, Pacific or... Rim is an awesome movie I have yet to see. Oh, that uh, one. But, like, when it comes to being macro and micro, like, what makes me tick is truthfully... It's just a part of me. Like, I know, truthfully, um, it's just something God's given me. He's blessed me with it. He's given purpose behind it. It's something I can't explain other than saying it like that. And it's just the deepest part of me. Because before I knew what furs were, I was actually a Godzilla in roleplay. So, and then age 13 comes along, and I find out what furries are. And I think, actually, Rogue is the first macro fur I ever came across. And I'm like, oh my gosh, your paws. Oh my Rogue gosh. is probably I'm pissed so off on. at me right, right now because I outbid him on an auction. 
on a YCH oh, auction. You, 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 uh, you get the, uh, Rogue, if you're listening, I, I, I just want to say that, uh, I, I won that auction fair and square, so quit, quit your whining. <laughs> no, I, I love you, Rogue, I do. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I would really love to see you in that, but, but, uh, I'm just glad that, that, that that auction I, I ended up winning that even though i probably shouldn't have spent all that money uh it was it was something yeah, that i okay. ultimately that, feel that was worth like, it yeah that, was a, uh, that wasn't even a like a decent amount that was like an excruciating amount of money how much was it 101 dollars <laughs> but but it was canadian dollars so you know that that's only like a hundred and hundred dollars and sixty cents i think <laughs> yeah canadian oh, dollars and u.s like, dollars are about should... the about the same right now yeah, well, if you think about it, like, just as a random uh, swing off real fast, uh, I will bring it back, I promise. But, like, imagine, like, art that is not part of the fandom. Like, the way we get art and how, you know, really inexpensive it is, it's amazing. Because us as a fan base and a fandom, like, we all take care of each other. We all love each oh, other like a fandom and like a big family. So you can go and get a piece of art for $40 that would normally cost hundreds. So yeah, you know. and, there, and there's always iron artists, uh, iron artists, and they're just doing stuff for free for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just literally sketching, and it's like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Hey, you over there? Did you get any art? Did you get any art over here? Hey, do you want some art? Iron sketch. And honestly, and I think that kind of thing is something that will drive a lot of uh, artists, artists and writers who would otherwise be yes. really good to to be part of the community. It drives them outside of. Of, of the furry community because they don't really just make as much as they, they're worth elsewhere. I was talking with Cashew Lou through Twitter a couple of days ago, and basically, uh, you know, he said that he doesn't really do furry commissions much anymore because, you know, he, his, his, the normal or the price that he was offering is like one fifth of the price that yes. he would make elsewhere of his normal Easy. creative writing way. Really? And even Definitely. then, people oh, were saying yeah. that's way too high. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, I mean, everyone who does art in the fandom, like, Super, super, uber props to you. I'm not saying that just because I'm a growing artist myself. Um, but, like, seriously, like, everyone who does art in the fandom, extreme power and props and paws and things to you because you do take a sacrifice for us. And the fact that you love doing what you're doing and making us all smile is why you're so amazing. That's it. You know, I've had several jobs where, you know, I, I do the job not because of the money, but because I love doing what I'm doing. And, and, Taking requests and, and writing furry stories and even eventually getting commissions, it's not because I need, I need it for the money. The money may be a, a nice bonus yes. if I ever get that, yes. but it's because I, I really just enjoy doing that. Same yeah. goes with and me for writing. Same with me with drawing. I mean, who doesn't love drawing big stompy paws, Mary? I was actually like writing a, like a, a novel two years ago, which really had nothing to do with furry before I just stopped it before because I thought it wasn't good enough. But mm. but just ba- but but that wasn't uh, based on my lack of interest in writing or anything that was just something where i knew i had to basically put it aside to do something else but ever <laughs> since i'd say ever since last year now since my pretty much public appearance has become quite known now Yay! i'm just enjoying writing all this much more and i'm not even i'm not doing any of this for um for money this is basically i'm seeing i'm just what basically what I'm posting on the internet is something that's just practice for me until I feel like I could write something even longer than a thousand words. Yeah, and you've definitely got a lot of uh, a lot of us, not only a lot of us huge furs, but also tinies who write as well. And I, one of the biggest things that I have found, yes, emphasis on biggest, is that when you are an artist in the fandom, when you want help with something, you get 
pounced from all sides. Like you're like, oh, let me help you. Hey, here you go. Here, have you seen this website? This is a good self. And it's like, like, because with, I know I already said this and like, I think it was in both episodes before, but I always think of like all of the artists who have really inspired me to become a better artist. Like Eco is one of them, of course. Uh, Beherit, Noms, Tiern, Mug. I mean, everyone who has ever given me advice on how to draw better has given me better advice and tips and things. Like you guys are the reason why I'm an artist pretty much, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have grown so quickly. Lol. But then I also just wouldn't really have a drive for it because it's, I definitely love doing it. Not only just to have fun drawing, but I also know that when I show you guys art that you guys are going to enjoy it. So, you know, I'm, I might not ever actually charge for commissions again, maybe, but I just like drawing to draw. And, and honestly, so. that's the same, that's the same kind of idea that, we really have with this this podcast i mean you know we, we're not making any money off this obviously we're i'm, I'm spending money to uh to host and and obviously spending time to, to record and edit it uh but it's 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 doing it you know out of love out of love for the community out of love for the subject oh, matter thanks, Aww, yes. thank you hugs for you too Makes heart with big spotty paws <laughs> so one of the things i'm also kind of thinking about we're going back to the idea of uh, you know what really does you know make someone inclined to be macro or micro uh you kind of do see outside the furry fandom in in just the internet at large it, it seems like there's a lot more proclivity to giantesses uh you know female giants um uh-huh. than, than uh-huh. yep yep Giantesses. Giantesses. That that's a that's a weird pronunciation. Giantesses. I've Giant, 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 yeah. Man, Giant, I, I, I can't I can't pronounce that word right now. I'm. That's <laughs> okay. I sort of can't either. But yes, I actually am very. I was actually well aware, uh, well aware of giantesses before giantess. I discovered uh, giant first, but definitely mm-hmm. uh, not looking it up, looking it up as much. But why do you think why do you think that is that when you're talking about you know humans and uh, you know you know non furry and non scaly giants that it, it just tends to be uh you know females that that at least on the internet yeah. have have well, filled that role well there well there yeah. you go right there because of the internet usually when it yeah. comes to the internet sometimes it might be for reasonings which maybe may not be as appropriate you say, to talk about it's, on a it's podcast thinking, like this hey we're an explicit podcast we can talk about it if we need to well <laughs> well well i can i can answer it um because like something with me personally, I adore contrast. Like when it comes to macro micro, especially, I love seeing uh, something or someone. And this actually touches on a topic we're going to talk about later. I love seeing someone or something that typically is smaller or more submissive or not dominant by nature grow huge and then in turn be dominant or not even be dominant, just be oblivious and in turn do things that would be considered dominant. For like example, like not trying to say let. And this this might be treading into thin ice, I'm sorry, but not saying that, you know, women are all submissive. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when it comes to uh, the body of a woman, it's not normally usually muscular. So you they, wouldn't see. Yeah, it normally they, they as tend a power to be, hop. you know, a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say, the, yeah. I guess, the, not I can't think of a good word like petite or dainty, but not even quite that. But, yes. you know, they're not yes. they're not quite as well built just word. from a physical perspective. Yes. And dainty is actually a perfect word because it's the beauty Along with the power, like a lot of people I know are kind of really dainty implies to that delicate, because, and, and I, well, I know no, delicate. The, the women I know, <laughs> you know, they're they're a lot of them. At least the ones that are in my that are affecting my life, they're tough as nails. So I, I wouldn't want to necessarily use that <laughs> yeah. that word for that. Yeah. 
I, I was just about to say because usually when it come when somebody see what it, it's not just referring to furries, but whenever somebody sees something like gigantic that they're not completely used to, they're they the default might think that yes, they here. might think it's something evil, it's <laughs> something bad, it's something destructive, it's something no. you not want to be a part of. There's so many different like varieties and roots that this one like plot structure can go to but it seems yep. like there's this one True. default line that makes people think like you have no choice but to start writing about writing or drawing yep. or something that revolves around that scenario until you choose how to change it and even then people might think you're wrong because you should have just stuck to the original formula yeah well it's also it really strikes me as incredibly interesting too because the fact that there's when it comes to just being macro micro in general one of my absolute favorite things is the forbidden love style. Like the there's a giant being and a tiny being who are completely madly in love with each other. Okay. And normally physics would say that that wouldn't work, but it still does. But you'll always find a way to make love work. Or I, I mean, it's yep. just kind of another take on the whole Romeo and Juliet idea where you have two people that are not supposed <laughs> no, to be with each die. other. But, well, yeah. Well, but I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of those. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. They, they, don't, they don't die unless, well, you write a tragedy. But still, <laughs> no tragedies. No tragedies, all happy and fun and bouncy and fluffy. Kenton Jamobi's foiling Shakespeare plays since 2009. No, I guess I guess what? everyone knew it, and we accept. It. <laughs> if you didn't know the Romeo, if you didn't know that they died at the end of Romeo and Juliet, you probably didn't care. Spoiler alert! Yeah, Spoiler alert. or you did like like. If you didn't know Romeo and Juliet died, like where did you go to high school? Because I think every high school covered it. Okay, now it, I want right? to do macro Shakespeare plays. Yes, gonna, please. Oh gosh. I'm gonna I'm In gonna think about writing city. that. If someone else wants to do that, you know, definitely be, be all means, you know, do that. But if no one else does it, I might <laughs> end up you. doing that once I clear out my my queue and have no one wanting me to write anything anymore, which will probably never happen. Yes, and, and please write it in the Shakespearean wanna... language because that would be so much better. <laughs> oh my yes. I got to do it in iambic pentameter. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Ugh. Like furries and a uh, Shakespeare, because actually, really, really quick. Uh, Anthrocon 2012's theme was uh, a midnight yeah. summer dream, and I they actually had a Shakespeare panel, and there were a couple macros in there. I think. Well, and that It'll... I don't think I've ever read a midnight uh, a it's, midsummer it's a night's one. dream. Yeah, or, did I say? You, it wrong? I don't know I if. Wrong, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know if the 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 theme was wrong, but that's the name of the play. is a midsummer night's dream. Um, but yeah, that's, is. from my understanding, that's basically a very surrealist play, right? Where there's all sorts of weird yes, things yes, yes. that it's, are going it on. It has to do with Faye. Yeah. Has to do with fae, like fairies, and also wood woodland creatures, and mm -hmm. so that's yeah. something where macro so, micro themes. I don't know if it's actually in the play, but macro micro themes could uh, very well fear in that. Shakespeare was secretly a furry and secretly a macro fur. That's what I'm telling myself. Just keep repeating that to yourself. He totally would. Yes, I will. I will, and I will, and I will, and I will. So sorry then. <laughs> Coming from uh, the micro perspective, uh, besides the idea of you know people being you know, having power over your, or, you know, I don't want to say dominating, but, you know, being significantly larger from that size. Is there anything else that you would notice that, that uh, would incline you or, or someone like you to be towards that, 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 that mindset? Well, uh, here's the thing. Sometimes it's not just, in my opinion, from how I see it, sometimes it doesn't just relate to viewing it as a submissive or dominant feature usually for me because i'm a guy that really enjoys uh stories sometimes it's the thrill of the scenario of what's going on what's going to happen and basically Definitely. yeah and sometimes you want to just pretend this is just this is me speaking because this is definitely what i do sometimes i like to pretend i'm in that scenario 
and yep. I got to figure out what to do, how to solve it. And it's oh like I, when I'm thinking this and when I'm dreaming or whatever, when I'm writing it down, mm-hmm. it's just this This stuff feels like gold. I yes. feel like if, if you want a good story to happen mm-hmm. that revolves around macro micros, it doesn't even have to revolve around internet, uh, interaction with them. You have Basically, to see yeah, you could be running yeah. away. You could be you trying described. to pay You've just described my heart in a sentence or a, like a paragraph. You're amazing. Oh, Seriously. Oh, I feel hugs, the hugs. same exact way because whenever I read something, it's, not, it's more than just the interactions. Of course, the interactions to me, may uh, they may have a little bit more of a soft side. But when it comes to just being huge, like, t- like Quan, we had a RP, one of our first, if not our first. Basically, um, you had uh, taken – or well, Tal, your character Tal, had taken uh, – a sip of his coffee that someone, the character I was playing, it was mm-hmm. human, uh, slipped in Agent 626, which had to do with Lilo and Stitch. Lol. A little bit of subliminal in there. Um, but he slipped that in his coffee, and then Tal drunk, uh, drank it, and then he ended up growing out of his office later. And just, Not just out like, of the thinking office, about that out of scenario, the office building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just thinking about that scenario, like just everything like happening like with the building completely collapsing and the structure like creaking and screaming and stuff and just him just bursting out and then just standing there looking up at this tiger that's easily 500 feet tall at full height seeing his tail swish over the the buildings easily knocking away clouds just looking up and just picturing that in my mind I'm just like oh my gosh holy crap mer I'm just like that. Just makes the story so much better because, like, I can see it, I can feel it, I can. I'm there. Are you trying to guilt trip Uh. me into into starting to RP again? Yes. I I I I don't do that very much anymore. I I I was. What do I have to do to make that happen again? I I, I've already got this podcast thing and writing and Mm -hmm. you know working forty hours a week. Panda, panda Uh, Don't you have big paws? Can't you juggle a lot? <laughs> oh my god. Anywho, Why moving not? on. Um so one of the things that that kind of brings to mind and that's something that uh kind of leads to the the next segment sort of is I I really do like the idea of a submissive macro or like a uh not even just a gentle one but like one that is almost scared to be a macro. And yes, that they have no choice. Yeah, Timote, and convert, conversely, my friend Timote actually is that. Well, and conversely, also the idea of a dominating micro, you know, mm-hmm. someone who yes. is uh, maybe even cause the growth or cause the the other character to be to be a macro. Right. Um, yes, and it's like and, suddenly, what have I done? Well, not even that, but but just like you know, they did it on purpose, and they are in control, uh, so to speak. Oh, I see. I just made me think of Dante's Inferno when you take control of one of the giant beasts and like what? you have control. Yeah. What? Wait, have you never played Dante's Inferno? I actually haven't, but I haven't yeah, played I, it. I only play. I only oh play. Oh my gosh! I only play. Like in the first circle, you actually uh, don't, don't, a, don't, don't, don't don't spoil don't spoil okay. anything. Okay. I, I only play. Just just know that there are. Can't I only play good games. I I don't play crappy games. I just finished it. It was good. People say it's a knockoff of God of War, but it's, it's a bad it knockoff actually, of God of War. It, it plays exactly like God of War, but it's a Plus good game. Plus, it's it's it's, a very good game. it's it's made by Evil Electronic Arts, and you know. No. Okay. I'll, they, I'll they give you that one, but I still like EA for certain things, like you know, James Bond, Nightfire. Holy crap! No said. Nothing on. 
Sorry. <laughs> I think we have just a, a way different taste of games. So then let's go ahead and start talking about these, the second topic we were looking to cover today. And that's just kind of focusing mm -hmm. on, on unique or uh, just very uncommon type of characters or, or species even of macros and micros uh, that are in the furry <laughs> community, yes. kind of trying to profile some that are out there, or maybe even some that we've never seen before that we would like to see. Yes, definitely. Are yes. there any that come to, um, your, to mind for that, either of you? Yes, uh, just real fast, I actually want to start because uh, one of my friends who actually uh, I met at the macro party for just a little bit, I haven't really talked with him a whole lot, um, but his name is Astor. I'm not sure if you guys uh, know him. He's actually a Diplodocus, I believe. Don't don't stomp me if I got that wrong, Astor. Uh, but he's actually a, a, a sauropod, which is a dinosaur, and they are the biggest animals to ever stomp the earth in real life. Here's the thing. He's the only Diplodocus I've ever seen. I mean, I'm sure there might be some others, but he is the only one. And that strikes me as really ironic because I'm like, wait a minute. You're talking about the biggest animal to ever walk the earth. And there's only like, I only know of one in the actual fandom. Like, it's just, wow, that just strikes me as extremely ironic. So I'm like, okay, Diplodocus is well, huge. What are, you, what are you talking about? Then, biggest like, animal to ever walk the earth. I I I, I, I know a I know a panda or a cheetah that might uh, yeah can't wait. I have nothing to say because I can't really be a part of that. Yeah. I'm just but but you here. can you wanna you wanna go for a ride on my nose or in my sock or on my paw or something? Oh, anywhere that's in cuddle, my cells, basically. Okay. You've got many spots to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Double plugs, I love them. Okay, so what about you, uh, Starry? You ever considered or think about any or? Um, well, there, there was one thing I, I thought was actually pretty funny the, mo the more I thought about it. But, um, well, basically, there's already, like, a lot of uh, macro Pokemon out there. Yes. They, yes. Now, Lucario! Okay, yeah. Now, when I was originally... <laughs> well, I don't want to say originally because I guess technically I still am. When I was a bigger fan of the series than I was uh, currently, there were only, like, 150 Yes. Back I think in the now red it's blue like a days. bazillion. Back in my day, there was only 150 Pokemon. Right, so it's like a bazillion now. But <laughs> I hear there's a panda snappers. now, at least in the new games. I think it's. I think it's a. Yeah. I don't think it's a red panda. Uh, I know there's yeah, a, like the new, a Finny Fox. Yeah, and I think like the the new 3ds game has like a new type. So now that's just more. Yes, fairy type. Yeah, fairy type. So anyway, since there's I like a bazillion Pokemon. Pokemon now, but I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> the the internet is big. So I wouldn't be yes. surprised if there was at least one macro art pick of any variant of any Pokemon out there. Pro there there is. probably is at least one piece of macro art for every Pokemon out there. I don't oh want to make it. Well, I don't really want to check sites like 4chan or others to try to to, to try to claim avoid that. the dash B. One does not simply <laughs> walk into dash B. But it just got me <laughs> thinking. Like that would be pretty funny because. Yes. If there were 
like a macro, for example, a macro magic card, that'd be like that would be pretty interesting because he'd be like destroying the city by being a completely <laughs> useless Pokemon or something like that. Or if well, there was like a yeah. Um, sorry, I just I just thought of something. You know, Beherit, right? Yeah, I seem yeah, to I talk about him a lot. Um, he actually has um, I can't remember if it's his character. It might be one of his friends. There's actually a macro Umbreon. That's one of his friends. He has actually drawn quite a few pieces of art, like with Pokemon <laughs> battles. Yeah, and yeah. I always love seeing those. I'm like, yeah, macro Pokemon battles would always turn out so one-sided. Well, then you, I, I mean, then fun. you of course have like you know Sparky the Chew and uh, yes, um, yep. Sparky, I love you. Noms, I think, has a couple of, or, or is it Alexis? <laughs> he the one with right uh, Um uh, the macro, uh, and forgive me because I do not know Pokemon very well at all. But the the Gen- Ginjar, Ginjar, G E N Gengar. I have no yeah. idea. I have no yeah, idea. This, macro is it one of the original one hundred and fifty. Um, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Gengar is uh, one of the original one hundred and fifty. Yeah. But I know, I know um, that. But there's also a new Pokemon called Joltik. I just thought of this. Joltik is the smallest Pokemon to ever exist in the Pokemon universe. It's three inches tall. Joltik. I want to see a macro Joltik romp around a city. Just saying. It'd be so cute. It'd be the cutest rampage ever. I'm just going to go on a, on a limb and say that. Because Joltik is the cutest little thing. And you, a macro Joltik want, would just... Okay. I, I, thought, I, want, I want this to happen. I want to mm-hmm. see... I want to see uh, a macro Jigglypuff with a, oh micro, with a microphone the size of a skyscraper. Yes, maybe. please! Oh my gosh, and, like put the entire world to sleep. And then like and the entire all... and then afterwards, like the entire world or something is covered in marker because yes. one person didn't like the singing. <laughs> That's actually an incredibly interesting idea, because Jigglypuff, uh Yeah. Like in the Pokemon universe, um That's definitely one of the Pokemon that originally stands out for me. Yes. She's so sassy. She's got such tood. So is it old she or is it a she or are there she's and he's? I, I, never... I think there's. I think Jigglypuff is strictly female, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Maybe there's. Well, been... I mean, they have I to. That, that... They they would have to reproduce, right? How how do Pokemon reproduce? Is that ever explained? Uh, they never uh, say. They don't have a Pokemon nursery in any of the games that you can crossbreed or anything like that. Well, I know that uh, Pokemon always hatch from eggs. So I mean, that's really? that's that's truthfully all they really ever show when it comes to how the reproduction system works in a Pokemon. So if you have they never egg, ever go you, have to, you have to have a mommy Pokemon and a daddy Pokemon. Yeah. How you... Wait a minute. If there, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If there has to be a mommy Pokemon, how is there a mommy Mister Mime? I'm gonna go ahead and just say Ditto because Ditto tends to do things Ditto is not supposed to do. Maybe it's just like like there's a, a Mrs. Mime. Like, you know, there's Mr. Met and Mrs. Met, the, the mascot of the New York Mets. <laughs> if there's a Mrs. and Mr., it has to have one of the original names. Which Wait, no, would it be? I got it. I got it. Mr. Mime and well, Jinx. Maybe, no maybe well, ugh. Oh, I forgot about Jinx. Jinx. Oh. You mean Nicki Minaj? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and bring this week's episode of the PokerCast to a close. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. no. Now, it's, now we're getting into the Digicast. Digimon oh, fans, unite. Digimon? Digimon. They're making oh. me feel a little old. <laughs> well, like we're gonna have to talk That's about a... Digimon on a podcast. No, yes. no, I, I veto I that. Kidding, Brawlmon, Shilmon, Xvmon. You can talk. We can talk about it. Is, <laughs> if, is it gonna make it into the uh, to the file that's posted on the uh, on the website? I, I, I don't. I doubt that. Do you love me? <laughs>
I love you. I do not love <laughs> the Digimon part well, of you. Well, then what about you, Mr. Pandapaws? Are there any species, whether real or not, that ever strike you as you wish they were macro or you kind of wish they were well, shrunk? Well, that's kind of one of the things that kind of made me, you know, develop my character as a red panda. And, and because mm. that is something that, with a few exceptions, you just don't see very often. And, and I know that from people contacting me, that's something that... Uh, has been found as being kind of unique and and the same thing with uh the the new meerkat character that i've been developing uh, zachran it's he is adorable but he is but you just you don't see a lot of meerkats other than like copies of timon you don't see just a lot of meerkats at all out there and dieselbone still has my heart with that one he did of timon I guess that is true that that is one meerkat macro piece of art that i can think of um Mm -hmm. Seven years ago, too. Gosh. Dieselbone, you're amazing. And you were even amazing back then, which means as an artist, you just, you sort of were always amazing and you've just gotten more amazing. So, yeah. Yay, hi, Paul. Huge Paul. Sorry, I, I flattened your house. When did that happen? Well, I, I, I pawed him and it oh. sort of, his house wasn't prepared. Okay. <laughs> you got you to gotta reinforce those walls. Like my car. I'm sorry. I have macro insurance. Please. Run away! <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about the fandom. All this fun. Uh-huh. Yep. So, it's like, and the cool part is, you know, you can break something, and then people are just like, oh, he's just a big stompy kitty. He don't know better. Stomp, 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 stomp. Oh, he's breaking more stuff. We'll fix that later. Somehow. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dang it. Just stomp on me. It'll be all be better. I'm trying to think, then, you know, you're asking about just species I would like to see. I know that was one of the things I kind of brought up. It seems like even a lot of the small species that I do like, like you know ferrets and uh, red pandas, of course, and 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 meerkats, there there do yes. at least seem to be one or two examples of that. I can't really think of any type of character or species of character that I would like to think? see as a macro that you would like. That, to see that's not already like? like that. Okay. I don't think it's well, good for me based on what I would like to see because honestly, I really don't know. If I just see something and I like it, whether or not, that's just that. Yep. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like, even though oh, I, I, I do have a tendency or, or a tendency to favor certain types of, of, of species or certain types of characters, if a mm-hmm. character is well done and if it's an interesting character, you know, regardless of yes, what type of species yes. it is, yep. I think that's. From a story point of view. Well, I hear you there. Yeah. Like, that, that's actually exactly why um, when OCE. Had her character auction for my uh, my Skorka that I own now. I saw that, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that character design is amazing. It's a skunk and an orca whale, which skunks and orcas have the same exact colors. Well, absence of colors, I guess, or all black colors. Black and white, or black and white. Sort of. It's usually well. There's, there's black and white. So it's a skunk and an orca whale. Both are black and white. And the way that OCE designed it, like with the tail being fluffy but still orca-like and black and white all the way down with the skunk stripes and everything, I'm like, okay, must have. So, right. and, he, and he wasn't even originally macro, right? Nope, you, you I made, made him macro for, right, because, for reasons. <laughs> His name's Adrian Moore, and he's, he's very awesome. So that's one of the things that I actually just didn't even think about until just now, but other than – you know your 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 skunk orca your skorka. Is there any other skunk macros out there? Because I think skunks can be cute, and and I would oh. like to kind of see th- th- that that uh, you know with with oh with gosh. the not only the look of them but also the kind of the things that are associated with them, like the smell. Uh, yeah. That is something that could well, make some interesting. Oh, what's his name? What's yeah, his name? well, Adrian that... does not partake in that, and he only he doesn't know. 
No, he doesn't spray because because no. Um, does he does he chase after also, kitties uh, when they have their their black cats when they have their stripe painted down their back? Yes. So he does have a little bit of Pepe Le Pew <laughs> in him. Pepe Le Pew. So I actually just thought of a flower from Bambi. And I was like, what if he was huge? (laughs) I'm sure, you know, rule 34, I'm sure that there's somebody. Don't like we're we're now discussing the rules of the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Macro flower from Bambi. Actually, I should probably just search this in. No. But but yeah, you know that's that's something that there there probably is something out there that's just not one that I'm aware of. Yeah, well, like um, when it comes to like real life species, I have to say there needs to be more stompy avians because I don't what, see a whole what, lot the of falcon ones. that uh, or, or from from Star Fox that uh, that's yes. oh, oh my gosh oh yeah he's like that's all Togi Pie or ever pronounces. Uh, yes. You know, like, I, I, I'm Asian glad that he like, has. I'm glad that he has the the passion for that, and that he mm-hmm. you know supports artists uh, that that are out there, all the macro think, artists out there. But there is okay. there's things other than Falco Fox stuff that you can do. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think, well if it's well, his character, well, not his character, but you know, the thing. Um, I think Tan has a very popular macro uh, Falcon character, but I think. Yes. I, well, I don't recall if he's macro or if he's normal, and yeah. it's just from a micro's perspective. Well, I think I've always seen him as, as being from a normal size, but from a micro's perspective, from what I remember. Yeah, well, Rex are uh, Rex are actually, um, if you know who Rip Roar Rex is. I do, I do, yes. I do. He actually um, has a eagle character named Skyra, who actually isn't oh. macro herself, but she's always, like, you know, tormenting mice and things, so the perspective yep. is always different. But I'm just like, you know, why not draw Skyra, Anthro, and stomping down the beach or on a city or something? Like, he actually does have a few. Uh, there's a picture that he did of, oh gosh, it's a pelican from a cartoon. I can't remember uh, the name. But he actually drew a picture of that character just taking a stroll down the beach and singing a song while crushing people. So it was kind of, you know, it was not... It wasn't morbid, but it was kind of like, you know, not bittersweet. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Just two opposite have... sides at the same time, which I like contrast. But, you know, in my mind, they didn't get hurt. Well, of course, you're talking about macro avians. Uh, you got Ian Corbett out there. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love wouldn't, wouldn't be, oh, yeah, him. Wouldn't be fair yeah, to him. talk about. I'm going to peck it. <laughs> <laughs> gosh. But which like, pecker, okay, Gravewalker isn't a macro herself, but gosh, she draws good macro art. <laughs> that one that uh, she did of me and you is mm-hmm. Tal, which, by the way, you will always be Tal to me. But the one she did of us, that's still, like, I can't even, I'm just like, I own the actual physical print. It's so Wait, good. she actually like, the gave original. you a physical print? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was a traditional piece, and she is very good with doing traditional art and then giving, that's it, awesome. giving it away. So, yeah, I think the only piece actually that I've ever gotten that was uh, that I actually got on paper was the original reference sheet for for Talon. Um, that yeah, was like the Mangusu first piece. Of mine yeah. too. By the way, I love Mangusu. I haven't met you yet, darn it, Monsteru. Although you just sold your Monsteru suit, or it's on for buy, but still. I still need to start commissioning soon, but of course, my characters need to be complete. <laughs> I highly recommend uh, Gravy Gravewalker. Um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend Noms, of course. Love you, You're naming people that are never that, that, that are not going to be open for commissions for a while. 
<laughs> well, no, Greywalker is actually, uh, she's been getting, um, the reason why she wasn't open for a little while is because she kind of had a little bit of stuff going on at home, yeah. but she's fine now. Well, I know Noms so has I a, he's still kind of a big backlog, and he's going to be going back to school in probably a, yeah. a month or so. Oh, cool. Yes. Continue those studies. Yeah. Yep, yep. You already draw so good, but you learn to draw. You better. know, if you're looking for somebody who is uh, open and who's good with macro art, uh, you know, I, I would recommend OO Flamethrower. OO Flamethrower. Every oh, episode. that was mentioned the uh, first yes. podcast, I believe. Yes. Yep. I love that deer. He's so awesome. <sighs> I think because he draws incredibly good art, and again, I will stress with every spot on me and every single ounce of weight I can. Uh, he really really does not move on a piece of art until he knows you're 100% satisfied. He's the, not the only artist I've ever met, but the one that has made it so obvious. Like, he's like, are you sure? I will not move on until you are absolutely 100% satisfied. Satisfaction like, guaranteed. That guaranteed. Like, you're yeah, amazing. That's... You're amazing. Because I'm like, yay. Because, like, we went through, what, five different sketch poses with it? Like, he did through, he did, like, five different complete sketches before he actually worked on it. Of the one that I just got of my refi. I'm like, oh. Now that's dedication to someone's yeah, work. It, I'll say. It's like getting hit by a car and then going to work in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you again on that. Just a little. But of course, you know, I still need monies in order to even make it happen in the first place. Well, you know, if, the one uh, thing is if you keep your eye open and, and on FA and elsewhere, you will see uh, opportunities for free art like requests and um, the raffles and things like that. Oh, well, the thing is, well, okay, I haven't, I haven't mentioned this yet, but I do have technically a macro character in <gasps> in progress. Quandry uh, uh, knows, he wrote a story with her, but... Um, her? Yeah, her. Her? Her. her. Oh, Mer. Female. I wrote a story with a female? Oh, when did this happen? You did... Oh, Mer. Hey. Micah. Remember, Micah? Yeah, I, I, the story you wrote I'm, for me, which I, which I, I, I didn't I'm, thank you again. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a little <laughs> bit sarcastic. I, I, I remember the story. <laughs> Sarcasm but, well, I'll thank you again for writing that. But yes, uh, um, I have an artist that's currently doing the ref sheet, but it's not, it's not done yet. And I have, um, I want to say, participated in some Iron Artist contests where if you just, you know, if you link a ref, which apparently I, I can't do yet. So I have to put down a text uh, detail about my character, and mm-hmm. sometimes that just pretty much disqualifies disqualifies, disqualifies me yeah. from the start. But a lot of times, people who don't have uh, people who are doing the art for free, they they want to have a uh, a visual reference. They won't go with just a text reference because it is it does it does take a lot more work. Yeah, I Big know, story. I know. Which which is why I thank you again, Quandry, for writing that thing for me. Hugs. I'm gonna draw you, okay? You're you're gonna draw me? Yeah, I can draw you. You're gonna wait. Which you're I'm gonna draw friends. me or my character? Well, I could well draw your character, <laughs> whichever you would like. I guess. That's something um, we never really actually talked about here. Are you? Did, have you ever made your decision on your uh, on your persona? <gasps> we <gasps> didn't mention that. Oh, do tell. Oh my so god. Be a Scorka. Well. No, no, cheetah. <laughs> Be a cheetah. Please. Um, well. Four spots. Well, first of all, Quandry really did help me on this, so I got to thank him again for that. And I think it's pretty much, I want to say it's like 99.5% official that it's going to be a uh, meerkat uh, fennec hybrid. Oh my gosh. What did you just do to my brain? (laughs) 
It's so <laughs> adorable. The picture I just got in my oh my god, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm picturing your meerkat character, Quan, with giant ears. <laughs> and I'm just like sold. I'm like, oh that was one of the traits I want, yeah. Oh my gosh, a huge fluffy tail. Making giant ears and lots of fluff. fluffier tail. And <laughs> yes. All that. That's that's fantastic. Oh, and a micro, God. of course, right? Maybe well, or or, uh, so, or has yeah. sometimes uh, sometimes micro. There, there's no there's no cannon size. It's based on the situation. Okay. I would say. Oh, so you don't have a collar that, like, if you take it off, it's like the Cyclops effect, as in you instantly start growing. Uh, I think Quandry has that idea. No, it's, it's, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's it's oh, the it's collar. The so if he doesn't have, yeah, the, the collar. So if he has the collar on, is, is yes. Okay. Hmm. Sort of. So wait for that. Wait for that. To, wait for growth the growth color. There's, there's backstory there. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. I still need to create the backstory for my uh, for Micah and for probably I, I I for for my persona. I don't know if I should include like a lot of stuff that I do in real life. Like maybe I should make my persona a bowler as well. I'm thinking about it. That'd be cool. Like I love it when people actually tie in what they do in real life into uh into their um their personas because like with me. I am Kenson, like 100%. There's no um, ifs, ands, or buts. Like, there's nothing that, you know, Kenson does that I don't. So basically, you know, when he ages, of course, it's when I age. Like, he's 22 now because, well, he's not 22 yet because I'll be 22 in September. So when people, like, tie in real life, it's like building the bridge from fantasy to reality is like, yeah, it's a little bit more real. So that'd be cool. I would definitely love to, uh, like... Help you out with that too. You want? Oh, me? thanks. Yes, all the time. All the support, all the hugs, all, <laughs> all the support. Well, and that's what the community's all about, right? Giant spotty paw. Just, just, there's, there's so much. You know, if you're willing to open up a bit, and if you're willing to to look for it, you'll find so many people out there that are willing to be supportive and, and willing to help you out. And, and it's one of those things that you may not, you know. It, it's a fine line because you don't want to necessarily be expecting uh, everyone out there to, to help you for free because you know a lot of people they, they just don't have the time. Um, yes, but definitely. but right, if you right. if you're patient and if you look in the right places and if you know you you ask if you're nice about it, then you mm-hmm. you will be able to uh, get all that help even you know whether you're a new a newcomer to the fandom or not. Yes, yeah, so I definitely have to say I have seen more support in the fandom. Like, the only other place I've ever seen this kind of support is in my church and, like, with fellow uh, disciples of Christ. Like, nowhere else in the world, I'm convinced. Because the fandom is so, like, we are such a giant, fuzzy family that if you need help with something, we all know what it's like to, you know, not only have society say, you're weird, oh, get away from us, oh, you know, we're not going to get into with you, so go help yourself. Not only do we know how that feels... But it's more so because we actually we genuinely care about each other. So if you have a problem or if you have something that you need, like, for example, I am 100 percent confident. And it's actually happened that if I go up to someone who I have just met, they're a fur. Not only is there a friendship automatically right off the bat that exists at a level higher than any other. But also, I know that after talking with them for minutes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, where's my wallet? Crap, how am I going to get home? It's like, or I need 20 dollars for this or yada, yada. They'd be like, here you go. If they had it, just like that. So it's definitely one of the, my favorite things about the fandom, not only because, you know, the love is so huge, but also because it's just so prominent. So there. So we definitely want to help you with all your fuzziness. It, it's amazing how many people I've met in this fandom that I have not even met personally yet. Yep. I don't even know what they look 
look like, and yet I already consider them some of my best friends. Yep, I know that too. Yeah, I mean, as someone, that's actually uh, me and you, Quan, for a little bit. Well, we met well only five or six months after we first started talking online. Less than that, but still. But yeah, I mean, the the majority of our of all of our friendships, I think, in the community are going to be online based, even if we do end up meeting Mm. in real life, you know, most of, because of the the nature of the community and and just because of how spread out it is, it is, uh, it is very internet centric. Yep. That's what cons are for. Uh, I was going to try to, I I really wanted to try to get to rain first. Well, that's a big stompy pause for too. (laughs) When is is rain first again? I was going to try so hard to go to rain first this year. And I, yeah, I felt when I was currently at um, Califer, I felt confident that I would be able to make it. Now the money really needs to be put elsewhere. But yeah. maybe MFF? Yes, I'm, we're actually going to MFF. Yeah. If you want to. And you can't do MFF in November. Right. I mean, we have a Texas Furry Fiesta in March or February, February, March. Um, that might well, be able to be a little closer than Chicago as well as just a little uh, more time to yeah. plan and save up for. Yeah, right. I don't well, think I'll go to that one this time again either. Yeah. But if MFF for some reason doesn't work, then without a doubt, a hundred percent guaranteed I am without a doubt going to Furcon. Furcon? I, FC? Yep, I am yep, I am definitely going there. No no disagreements whatsoever. That's Nothing's nice. gonna stop me. I am still gonna the, go there. If that wasn't Ooh. so close to TF you know because that, that's like only a couple of weeks from TFF, right? That's also in February, March. Uh I think it's in uh, for, yeah, FC? Well, FC was it, further, uh, further. Uh, I thought, well, I it was a, if I, because I missed it this yeah. year. It was in January, I think, wasn't it? Yes, I actually think so. Okay, so it's it, it's a few I weeks. I think it was before. further confusion, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was FC was further yeah. confusion. Okay. Oh, Furcon, right? Oh my gosh. Yay! Yeah. Uh, hugs. That's our well. show. <laughs> no, no, keep listening. Don't turn it um, off. No. I, I still could have gone this year because I only because it's only like a six hour drive from me. <laughs> yeah, MFF's like a six hour for me too. So, and also I have to say, MFF is one of the larger cons. Uh, it's definitely it's um, the it's second got, largest, I think. Yeah, it's second to AC. Second or it, third? I think it flip flops. It's, it's second. But, I, I looked it up uh, a couple of weeks okay. ago. Okay. Okay. Well, even though it's so big, I have to say, well, not only. Why wouldn't you want to go to something big? But then it's also, <laughs> but also, um, it's uh, like I've been there last year. I'm going this year. I really don't know which con is my favorite, but F- MFF is like probably it. Because even though AC was my first furry con, you know, right. big furry con ever, MFF is fantastic because not only is a, it is a, really really beautiful hotel and the entire convention takes place in the hotel there's not a convention center well there is across the street which actually there's an auto show that goes on the same week and they they all know that fur, the furs are there so you can actually go inside the auto show and they know the furries and we can go in and get pictures while in fursuit around a whole bunch of macho rough tough guys with trucks and hot rods and stuff Fantastic. i don't care about cars so, <laughs> but it's but chewing on them they, they taste good yeah, they feel uh, better underfoot so, but Maybe. it's also it's a beautiful hotel. There is so much space in there. I can't even describe to you. It is extremely comfortable, extremely uh lavish and not overly priced either for what you get. And not only that, the biggest thing that I have found that really just blows my mind, they feed almost 4000 furries three meals a day for free. 
absolutely free. You go into the uh, con suite and they have pot machines and they have like wait 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 this is okay. a regional thing. Well, I'm sorry, you, you're from so, the Midwest. So. But, Usually, anyway, it's just I like actually thought have... you said pot at first, like like you know marijuana, which I doubt, I doubt Chicago or Illinois would be would be big. What's marijuana? Moving on. But they just they have like they have uh, hot dogs and like nachos, and then they have sloppy joes one night. Like you get, you do not have to go there and buy food. You can. I mean, Giordano's is right down the road. Which okay, really let's quit talking about food because I am hungry Usually, and it's, it's it's dinner time. Ah, and... <laughs> Okay, usually when you mention the words free and food to yep. furries, it tends to lead to disaster. But yep. apparently but if MFF really cares about the, the furries, then it's that's not an issue at all. Trust me, like, I, I was convinced it wasn't going to, you know, it, it was going to be anything except flat. But, you know, it's still there. So if there's anything like the double tree, though, it wouldn't be there. Because... <laughs> We had so much fun there. And then it got flat. Oh, well, like, just, I hope you come to MFF. I, really uh, I, I still want to try. Yes. I, I really, 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 really. If you would like to send donations to have Starry Aqua go to MFF. <laughs> oh, you're too kind to start one of those. A yeah, Kickstarter for me. I would love it, actually. Like, we, okay, we need to start a Kickstart for Noms and for Starry now. Let's do this. Let's do it. Just get a huge pool. Emphasis on huge. So you go ahead and get started on that. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the <laughs> next segment. Anywho, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, move on then to talking about the artists uh, that we want to kind of give some more attention to to give a shout out to and lavish praise on uh as the guest story would you like to go ahead and start with that uh sure this guy i've i actually uh, i've known for quite a bit but i didn't really get to know him until not too long ago and he is such an awesome and kind guy he really uh deserves more love uh seti the worst he's not the worst that's just He's the worst, just, like bratwurst. Uh, well, it's with a U. Yeah, okay. that's that's J- just Seti. Um, he 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 has some he he does have some uh, awesome work on his site, but he's also a very awesome sculptist. He he sculpts some very awesome uh uh macro art. You you really need to check his Wait, uh he sculpts he macro? sculpts he sculpts macro. Check it check what out his profile. What is this? What's his username? Yeah, instantly intrigued. Uh, Seti the. Uh, it's SETI the worst. S E T I T H E hyphen W U R S T. He's sculpted for Scream for Yellow 07. Um, really? And I'm cur- yeah, and I'm currently on his love commission you, list too. And he just really deserves all the love because he's such an awesome. He's just such, such an awesome guy. You really should get to know him more. It's just a person. It's- yeah, I may or may not have just watched him. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing the trend. Yay! So, and leaves a big, smooshy, chirpy pink paw print on his page. Oh, you're so kind, Kevin. Hey, he has a picture of Startide as one of his favorites. Our friend Startide. Okay. Uh, so, Big Brother, would you like to go nope, next? Nope, I go last. You go next. 
That's the way it's always been. Oh? Fine, I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hello, where are you? Uh, so I wanted to thought, would you like I know me? the last couple of times we've talked about, uh, I've mentioned artists, you know, visual artists, and uh, I think you know Kenson has, has as well, because that is probably the, the, the most prominent, at least most noticeable uh, type of, mm-hmm. of artist or, or type of... Uh, yeah, on, on FA. Uh, but today I want to talk a little bit about a writer that uh, I have been, I've known about for you know, several years, probably even at towards the very beginning of my furry involvement. Um, I think I know who you're going to say. I don't think you do. Who do you think I'm going to say? I think I might. Who do you think huh? I'm going to Are you going to say Tip Tybalt Maxwell? No. No? No. Okay. I don't know either. He's not, he's not a macro no. writer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's uh, K-Bob, uh, or, or Sushi Boy. K-Bob is the username. Um, and he's it, it, actually someone who has a very uh, small following right now. And all he has on his page, as far as his gallery goes, is stories. He doesn't you know, have any commissioned art or anything like that. But I, I know him from, from places like writing.com and other places like that. And uh, okay. he just has a very interesting uh, world that he's built of... Uh, basically, a, a, a kind of a spy organization, or like a uh, trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's called uh, the Macro Files, uh, M A C R O, of course, but all in caps, <laughs> all in caps. Uh, so, I see what he and it stands do. for something, and I don't know what it stands for. He actually has a some sort of description on his page that talks about the world and what it stands for. But the uh, the, the thing I just really like about it is how his characters are you know react in a believable way or, or or it's kind of almost like the they just seem like they are real people uh you know that they are uh they would they would think the same kind of thoughts that I would if I lived in a city where every other day or every every week uh, a different macro grew to incredible sizes and it was my job to corral them and and to limit their destruction it's hmm. it's very okay. funny. I, I you know I think I think he has he has a good sense of humor in his writing, and that's something you don't see a lot of in macro micro uh, writing. So you know he only has about fifty watchers right now, fifty five watchers. But uh, I would well, I think he just gained I a few would hope more. that he has. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I recommend got, checking him out. There's ones. probably about twenty or twenty five different stories that are on his uh, on his FA page, and he has oh, other wow. other writing elsewhere. So check K Bob out, K B O B, pretty easy to to find uh, on on FA hey, or elsewhere. Okay, Bob. <laughs> Lol. All right, Kenson, who do you want to mention, give a shout-out to? Well, my shout-out is going to be, right after I watch K-Bab, uh, is going to be for one of my best macro fuzz butts in the world, Eco. I adore your face because, okay, a little bit of a uh, just a little bit of a backstory with Eco. I actually went to high school with her, and but the thing is, back then I was nowhere near where I am now. Like Yin and Yang is a good way to explain it because before uh, Jesus took my life, I was zero confidence, like less than zero, like negative confidence. I had nothing when it came to uh, going up to people and saying hi. And, like, she's always been a fur as far as I could see. Because she was always across the room, like, in the lunch hall, like, in the commons. And I always saw her hanging out with the other furs and otaku and other awesome people across the room that I knew I was a part of but still was extremely shy. 
And I always saw her hanging out, so I knew who she was, but she didn't know who I was, and not trying to sound creepy when I say that, by the way. Um, I just really admired her a lot. Like, I was enamored of how comfortable she was in being a fur, and I really wanted that. Um, after I graduated high school and my life changed, if you want to hear that testimony, you can, you can note me on FA, and I'll gladly tell you it. But after all that happened, I ended up actually getting to meet her due to a turn of events that can only be described as a miracle truthfully um i feel like i had gotten to know a celebrity truthfully she's always been that one who i used to look at and just be like oh my gosh it's like i oh my gosh like i want to go say hi and hang out with you and now i'm actually best friends with her and when i found out she's a macro that did it even more <laughs> because i actually didn't know she was a macro from looking at her across the room should have been able to tell the paw prints everywhere but you know oblivious cheat so she's an incredible artist, too. She's been drawing ever since she could hold a, a pencil in her paw. Uh, she's very, very good at what she does. Um, not only does she draw, she does fursuit work. She also sculpts. And she does other types of uh, arts and crafts here and there. She's really crafty. She's very creative. And she's got huge her like noms. <laughs> when they actually met each other at AC, it was fantastic. There was so much hair. I, I couldn't move. It was just got lost. <laughs> So they're just like, Eco is like, I, I, I adore you, Eco. Like, I really have to say that because you were one of my best friends. You're an amazing artist. I really am blessed to know you. And I just want to, you know, give you all the lovings and praise and things because just having you as a friend is just, it's something I couldn't even imagine. So that's my shout out. To Eco! Yay! She's a finny fox, by the way. Macro uh, Arctic finny fox who is a kitsune. So. And she check, is check, very check, good check, at what check. she does. All right. So that's the shout outs to Seti the Worst, uh, K Bob, and Eco. So go check them out. They'll have a link. We'll have links to the uh, artist profile pages on FA in the show notes. And uh, you can just type them in. If you don't want to click on those links, you can type in after. For affinity.net slash user, uh, type in the names there as well, if you can spell them. But uh, for now, let's go ahead and move on to the final part, and that's just where we can talk about some of the email and uh, other contact that people have tried to uh, get in contact with us with. There's several ways you can get in contact. Mm -hmm. The email is mail at sizematterspodcast.com. You could also uh, follow us on Twitter and send us messages there at sizematterscast. And of course, both uh, me, Quandry, and Kenson are on for affinity, and you can send us notes there as well. But today we have uh, I have a tweet actually coming in, a series of tweets coming in from Big Dragonian, uh, who has uh, basically just a little bit of, uh, of something he wants to ask about. So he says, uh, first, at Size Matters Cast, doing a great job so far, guys. Uh, just so you guys can feel special, I learned how to use RSS feeds just for you guys. Uh, should totally give a brief idea of what you would do if you found yourself macro or micro in real life. And actually, uh, Fuzzy Paul uh, also followed up on that uh, and said, basically, what do you think? What do you guys think someone should do in the event they suddenly find themselves ma uh, micro at home, school, the mall, a con? So obviously, that's an oh idea my. that that we have yeah. uh, a couple of uh, at least two inter or listeners that are interested in hearing what we would say. What do you think if if in, if you suddenly uh, became a micro or, you know, alternatively, if, if something else like happened like that in a real life scenario, what, mm -hmm. what would happen? 
Um, uh, Starry, would you like to go first? Uh, well, of course, if I was within the proximity of someone that I trusted or mm-hmm. some something along that line, I would, you know, tell them to be very gentle with me <laughs> and make sure to look down. But in other words, if they can just... Uh, basic, if it was a, okay, well, the thing is, though, if it was, like, um, like, suddenly, if it happened all of a sudden, or if it happened within, mm-hmm. like, you know, over a period of time. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I would judge things, basically. If it was, like, sudden, I would tell them to, please, for the love of God, just put me back to normal. But yeah. if it was something that went over time, you know, I would adjust. And if it's, mm-hmm. and if it's something which usually, since I'm... Um, portraying myself as a micro anyway. It's something so you have that more I, of a mindset for that. I well, the mindset would kind of relate to uh, the interest of whether or not I would like to stay tall. Maybe just ask for all the hugs or all that kind of stuff. But basically, uh-huh. all the paw cuddles, uh, all the paw cuddles, all the nuzzles, all of those. But basically, you're so tiny. You're so cute. I can't help it. No, you're not growing back. Yeah, I just basically want to look after myself. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to die, Aww. but well, I, but if no. it was around me, there's well, no well, way. That's, that's no where, that's that's where I'm kind of. I think the idea of this is if it's something that you know those those traditional safeguards and those uh, you know the protections that you kind of have a part of your character if they weren't in place. Yeah, yeah I know. Because yeah, I really don't know all the traits of all these certain characters. I'm just basically relying on something that just happened yeah uh, i of course i know that quant that uh kenson's like super he's basically a super softy so i have no worries whatsoever in that area yeah i would but, do my absolute best but based on a scenario of what could happen to me that's kind of like a basically a loaded spotlight question i really don't know what i would do because that's yeah. something that could actually be that could that's something that could actually put fear and terror in your situation but yes. if i were to just base it on my love of giant uh of macros and lots of fluff and all that then really there's no i would just say lots of hugs cuddles whatever just if i'm happy and they're happy i really have no worry whatsoever about what my size well i think also it has a a a, a big part of this is going to be how small or conversely how big because if you're the size of like a flea you know the the other person uh if you're if you're around somebody they're not going to be able to uh, really see you or interact with you much at all, other than just squish you. Uh, and and mm-hmm. conversely, if you're you know the size you know ten miles tall, you can't really interact with yep. any individual person. You know you're going to be trampling cities even if you don't want to. Yeah, and on right. that note, I'll go ahead and try to speak for the macro side. I really wish I explained that better. <laughs> oh no, no, you did a great job. Like I don't think anyone would really know what to do. Like you could just kind of like discussing a zombie apocalypse. You can always come up with ideas, but until it actually happened, you have no clue. So on the side of the macro, though, I'm going to go ahead and try to like throw some structure into this whirlwind of chaos. Because normally I like whirlwinds of chaos, but structured whirlwinds of chaos are fun, too. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say I grow all of a sudden 300 feet tall. That's about the size uh, Godzilla is in 1994. Is 100 meters, 328 feet tall. And let's also say, let's also throw in there that you aren't able to change your size yourself. You know, this is something out of your control. Yes. Yes. So yeah. instantly what I might do, depending on where I am, if I grow out of somewhere, that would be bad because that means people would get hurt. Uh, if I was in the middle of nowhere, it would be good. Best case scenario. 
uh, at that point, I would just, truthfully, what I would do for probably the first day or two is just stomp about. Like, I would be very careful because when you, if you've ever flown on an airplane, and I actually have for the first time in my life this summer to go see a certain red panda stomped across the country at 33,000 feet tall. I wish I could join you with that. Yes. But it's like you see a whole lot more land as opposed to cities and population. Yeah. Depending on where you stomp and walk to, you could potentially not hit any cities. You could avoid all roads. You could avoid all power lines because you have a big enough stride, long enough legs, and high enough legs and things that you could actually walk over that stuff. Um, What I would end up doing is just exploring. Like for the first day or two, maybe forever actually, I could just go around and explore. I would try to go into cities, but be very careful. I'm not sure if any of that yeah, would happen. Yeah, there's just too much potential for destruction in cities. I mean, that's... Yeah. As someone who yeah. is gentle, gentle right, right, personality, right. I would probably try to steer clear of cities as well. Yeah. Too. I'm probably one of the... I don't know if, if it's really few, but I'm probably one of the... the uh, I'm, I'm just a guy that enjoys both gentle and destructive pretty much in an equal sense. You, because, you do? You yeah. do? Like, I'm a gentle macro, but that's why I have protective barriers over my paws because I can smoosh everything. See, I like the idea of destruction. I don't like the idea of me causing that destruction, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm basically seeing it from a writer's point of view. I definitely understand. Because if it makes, like, for good structure, (laughs) whether good or evil or what the scenario is, if it's something I enjoy, then I just enjoy it. It really – there's really no uh, um, set destination or uh, set structure or anything. If it's just something I like, then so be it. And I think, honestly, if I was going to say – if it happened to me and I was in a macro situation where I was 500 feet tall or something like that, I would probably try to find, like, a – uh, a relatively deserted island uh, that I could, yeah, you know, true. take take uh, refuge on and, and set up like island. a like a, a you know theme park, Jurassic Park style. Charge people to to oh. come in and go and, see yeah. the giant panda. And, and that's and give you know, it that's hugs. how I uh, can pay for all the food and everything. That would be the, the probably oh. the biggest problem with with that. Uh, you know, is yeah. finding enough food to feed you at that size. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that would be very easy to handle uh, if I was actually able to have one thing, and that's the fact that I'm an omnivore. If I could eat everything, like, in sight, not just, you know, living things. Like, let's say I pick up a tree. Look, broccoli! Mm-hmm. So, if I could actually do that, then food wouldn't be terrible. But, you know, it would still be taking a lot. <laughs> so, imagine just taking a giant piece of land and nerfing it. Yeah, there's it. not enough bamboo in all the world to feed a, a, a panda that big. <laughs> <laughs> but it grows three feet a day, so, you know. Yeah, but then the, what if the panda grows 30 feet a day? <sighs> yeah, that, that would be that would be interesting. You'd have to go different planets. Well, I would use, like, a single bamboo, and that's for a, oh, a by, lifetime for by me. No, by all means, don't, don't outgrow the Earth and try to find life on different planets. No, by I all means. I know you hate that so much. And by that, I mean you should, to- you should so totally do that. Well, I think that's about <laughs> all the time we have today for the Size Matters podcast. Huh? Yay! Wait, oh, no! I wasn't even paying attention to the time. Oh, Dang. Just... Never give up. Never surrender. Keep stomping. Okay. Uh, but yeah, th- it's time we call, call, call to our close, and... Uh, say adieu until next week. Oh, not adieu. Adieu means goodbye forever. Au revoir until next week. Oh, and uh, and all I do want to invite all those listeners out there to follow us on Twitter at Size Matters Cast uh, or send us messages there if you have any. Also, mail us at mail at sizematterspodcast.com. And if you like this, you know, if you've listened to the past uh, three episodes and you, you think we're doing a good job, definitely uh, 
not only give us feedback, but if you're listening on iTunes or if you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, there's <laughs> that review button. You can put a review in there and or, or at least give us a rating. Uh, you know, I, I don't particularly we don't particularly need it because you're not trying to, you know, I don't care if we only have ten listeners or if we have. 10,000, but the more people that know about us, the more uh, opportunities we'll have and the the better we can address the community. So do that. Absolutely. Do that from there if Absolutely. you want to. You know, no pressure. But uh, that's going to be about all I have to say. Anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Keep I calm. had a lot of fun with this for, for our first per- podcast. I want to thank you both so much. Well, thank you very much oh, for, for, for joining us, uh, Star. I know that you know it takes some time to uh, and effort to be a part of this. I do want to uh, give yeah. you gratitude and uh, for that. Yep. If I do this again, which I hope I can do, yes. wink, wink. I probably yes. won't be mumbling as much if that were the case. <laughs> I definitely feel much more. Comfortable. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not yes. the best public speaker myself, so I just do what I can. So, you know, I think that that you just got to keep uh, keep on doing it, and hopefully, people will like what they hear. Well, I'm here for the loves and the stumps, so yay! Yay! All right, so until right. next week, until episode four, we'll uh, see you guys then. Thanks for listening, and and uh, have yep. a great big stompy week. Keep calm and stompy paws. Keep on. Bye. 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 Ship will carry our body safe to shore.